0: This, this is South Florida's only real sports station. WQAM.
1: Miami, Fort Lauderdale.
0: or Beasley Broadcast Group station. And WQAM.com. World, 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 world. God.
2: God. Number one movie and number one soundtrack Skinny white kid who thinks that his skin is black Snapping and rapping and talking his smack He gets more booty than the whole rat pack Raising a trailer in the Motor City Doesn't like Moby-Boy, bands or P. Diddy And it's no secret, it's easy to see Eminem hates his wife and his mommy Yes! Yeah. Disputing with Christina Aguilera Speaking in riddles just like Yogi Ferra He's hot from New York to Minnesota Welcome to the Marshall Matters era Tattoo wearing, lots of swearing Hollywood bad boy When will he sell out, how long do you think Before he joins Insane
3: all right. I know, too, at 560. but that sure ends abrupt, doesn't it? Show sure enough. I, I like that, though. You don't like that? Yeah, yeah it's great. great. I think it was. <laughs> oh, uh, you're about so full the of ending, crap. But, uh, well, anyway. who cares about the end, okay? By the way, don't forget, we draw the line at Yeah, That's right. I said that yesterday uh sometime during the show, during that psychotic uh rambling I was going on about. And that that's going to be the uh, new approach. We'll still play all those Boca Brian bits, including that guilty, uh, what's, what's that one called, about his balls? Kill these balls. balls. We'll play all of those because they're great. But as far as this other crap that's going on, we draw the line at nine. nine, which means, as far as I'm concerned, the radio station exists from 9 a.m. to 6 a.m. All of our paisans, you know, the Mad Dog and the Humper and Eddie Kay and even the big. Oh! And my good friend Joe Zagaki, who's got a sense of humor, and Joe and Mark, and who would I leave out? Anybody else? I think that was pretty much it. And And that's it. it. In other words, to make a long story short, the other one, the unmentionable one, he just—he uh, don't exist anymore in my mind because it's after the last couple of days. What's the point, you know? No more overtures, no more dressing up, no more trying to please grumpy old people. I just—I'm not going to waste. Life is too short, so that's our motto on the show. We draw the line at nine. Yeah. Got it, got it. Write that down, mark it down, put it on your forehead. Give everybody like Carlos, branded on his ass. We draw the line at nine. Yeah. That's it. Thanks, Robert. See, I knew that would come in handy someday, <laughs> wouldn't you? Huh? It was only a matter of time. Good old Robert. I've told him once, I've told him, yeah. learn how to speak. Can't do it. By the way, before we start with the irregular stuff and even the pull result, this story from the Brit Daily Mirror, at the risk of getting a little bit too newsy already. George War whatever. Bush Aides says inspections or not will attack. In other words, they're actually so brazen now, they're coming right out and saying, all of this uh, posturing now and sending Hans Blix in there and all these inspectors, this is just a dog and pony show as a prelude to the fact we're going in. Whether you like it or not. George Bush's top security advisor last night admitted the US would attack Iraq even if UN inspectors fail to find weapons. Doctor Richard Pearl stunned MPs by insisting a clean bill of health for from UN Chief Weapons Inspector Hans Blix would not halt America's war machine. Evidence from one witness on Saddam Hussein's weapons program will be enough to trigger a fresh military onslaught. From one witness, he told an all party meeting on global security. Former defense minister and labor backbencher Peter Kilfoyle said, America's duping the world into believing it supports these inspections. President Bush intends to go to war even if inspectors find nothing. This makes a mockery of the whole process and exposes America's real determination to bomb Iraq. Dr. Pearl told MPs, I can't see how Hans Blix can state more than he can know. All he can know is the result of his own investigations. And that does not prove Sodom doesn't have weapons of mass destruction. In other words, just because we don't find them, don't mean it doesn't have them, which of course is true. The chairman of America's defense policy board said, suppose we were able to find someone who's been involved in the development of weapons, and he says there are stores of nerve agents, but you cannot find them because they're so well hidden. Do you actually have to take possession of the nerve agents to convince? We're not dealing with a situation where you can expect cooperation. Mr. Kilfoyle said MPs would be horrified at the admission. He added, because Sodom is so hated in Iraq, it would be easy to find anyone, someone to say they witnessed weapons building. Perel says Americans would be satisfied with such claims, even if no real evidence was produced. That's a terrifying prospect. Kilfoyle be saying, "How do you like that?" So they're now starting to admit it. That's how brazen they are. Pick up my National Post this morning, which is a really crappy newspaper. And on the front page, there's a picture. Well, you talk about a great match. There's uh, El Presidente, there's George W. on the right, and there's Froggy Jean Chrétien on the left. And they're like, uh, they're uh, now. How can they be like? Uh, what's in that one glass? They're clinking champagne glasses. Cider. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Ape my cider. God. I sure hope it's not that Dickens cider. But anyway, the headline says, Canadian officials call Bush moron tell U.S. to butt out of a defense debate. How do you like that? We'll get to that eventually. I just thought you might be interested in the fact that Richard Pearl is not coming out and saying, this is all just a dog and pony show, and if we can find anybody, some schlepper out in the middle of the desert to say, he saw this, he saw that. That's it. That's all we need. I mean, anybody knows that. Anybody with a brain larger than their thumbnail knows that this is just all posturing. By the way, 54 and sunny yesterday, and it's going to be partly sunny and 52 today. How do you like that? Oh! Aren't you amazed? I'm I supposed to be. In fact, yesterday, if I could package, well, it's much warmer than usually this time of the year. For example, tomorrow it's going to be only 34 for the high up here. But uh, yesterday, if you could package one day, bright sunshine, not a cloud in the sky, 54, a little chill in the air, but just, I mean, magnificent. 904 votes on yesterday's poll, and I apologize for a real crappy poll. They can't be great every day, okay? They can't be award-winning polls every day. Which group has made the most progress in the U.S. in the past 100 years? And you people at the Palm Beach Post, it would probably be a pretty good idea. If you want to take a poll on silly-ass golf Augusta's dyke thing, uh, don't put it in the sports pages because women don't read the sports section. So needless to say, overwhelmingly, because men hate women, which we're finding out more and more every day, men hate women. They want to use them and abuse them and screw them and whatever else. And that's it. They hate women. They don't want to be around women, except when they're in a mood. Dinner time and bedtime. Which group has made the most progress the past the years? Women, 284. So what are you dykes-bellying about, huh? I, th- I think the whole thing is amusing. The fact that there's so many people whipped up into a frenzy about golf. <laughs> mm-hmm. Blacks, 266. Now, let's see. Women got the right to vote in 1920, and I'm a little bit fuzzy on this. Because first they had the, um, the blacks couldn't vote because they didn't own property. Right. But that goes back before the Civil War. Was that when did that change? What, I don't know. Ah, when did blacks get the right to vote? I'm sure before women. Yes. Oh, definitely. Because women didn't get the right to vote till 1920. Right. So women 284. You come a long way, baby, but we still hate your guts. Is the message? Blacks 266. Jews 106. Hispanics 96, gays 86, we still got a long way to go, and Catholics on the bottom 66. Even though we had, we haven't had a Jewish president, or that we know a gay president, at least not out of the closet. Who's the one that they're always speculating was gay? Was it Franklin Pierce or James Buchanan? One of those. Or maybe it was Pat Buchanan. Catholics only 66, so they got a long way to go in spite of JFK. Al Smith, 1928, got beat by Hoover because Al Smith was Catholic. Did you know that? I had no idea. Well, now you know that. That's the main reason Hebert Hoover won an election. Because Al Smith was the first, I think he was the first Catholic ever to be nominated by one of the two major parties. Got his ass whipped. But then JFK came along in 1960, and with the help of Daddy and a couple of fixed uh, thing, a little in Dick Daly in Chicago, and a fix in the primaries, uh, we got JFK in there. Isn't that great? And like they say, payback is a bitch, and they're right about that. Do you think we ought to take the first call right now from Boca? Sure. Because we don't want to do the tone setter at a time when we're not really prepared, when we're off balance. Here's Boca. Hello.
2: Hello.
3: Yes, sir. Uh, uh,
4: yes. But listen, long-time listener. And um, I was calling to make a comment last night. I was watching the Donahue show. I don't
3: know if you caught it. I saw that. That was quite a show.
4: Let me tell you something. It's about time he had hey, another you know, good show. George, over the summer, did a wonderful job. Who? And, you know, he, he spoke about the church and everything else. It is unbelievable how these Christian coalition supporters, yeah. Yeah, they want to control everything. If it was up to them, like you said before, I think there would be no election.
3: They'd That's right.
4: Done.
3: That's right. And you'd be, you'd be goose-stepping in line, baby. You'd be doing everything they tell you to or else.
4: I'm telling you because I cannot believe that in the state of Alabama that they would actually put a, 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 a big, I forgot what they called it, but it was, it, was, it had the but Ten the, Commandments.
0: The best
3: People, line in the whole, the best line on the show is when Phil said that if America could vote on segregation, they would yes. pass it. Yeah. And then he's right. He's absolutely right.
4: I'm telling you. It's just, I just had to call, I mean, it, it's just. I just wish it, if we, ever, if we, look, excuse me, we as Amer- Americans were more aware
2: yeah, well, we're not, of,
4: of our we're freedom not. and how some of these groups... Now, the, pub- the public's too
3: brainwashed out there. The God Squad out there is, uh, we're outnumbered, man. They, they're they're all brainwashed.
4: And do you know that guy, um, I, what's his name? Um, he, was on the, he was on the screen, the TV screen. Follow. He was on Chris Matthews, and he said that he did not um, believe that the Palestinians should even have a state. He doesn't believe in a Palestinian state. I mean, this is just unbelievable. Jerry Falwell, you're talking
3: about. Okay, got to run, pal. Have a great day and calm down. He's a little bit too whipped up, you know. Jerry Falwell who's all over the place because, like you told me before the show, the reason they put him on there is because everybody hates him. Right, and he's fat. And he's fat, and just like all these other rabble-rousers like Farrakhan and um, Al Sharpton, Jesse Jackson, rabble-rousers, the media loves to put them on there. But if Phil would have been doing shows like that one and the one he did with Michael Moore a few weeks ago, if we had done a lot more like that, he would have been uh, still on the air in a couple of months. But he won't be. What a shame. That was a damn good show. Isn't that amazing? Right out of the box, somebody else saw that show? I can't believe that. Unsolicited, no less. Yeah. Now, what else? Uh, Barry Lynn was on there for Americans uh, uh, United for Separation of Church and State. I thought he was kind of, w- I mean, I don't know. I thought he was a little on the weak side. And then they had a rabid, I mean, just a rabid right-wing bitch uh, above the God Squad. And then they had the kid with all that I told you about that had the uh, the the uh, Marilyn Manson outfit on. I guess the best way to describe it with the painted fingernails and the uh, lisp. The whole that whole bit. But he had like uh, won a successful battle in his high school to get that under the, all the uh, God stuff out of the uh, mandatory crap. We used to have to have to do that in high school, and I just frost my ass. Why is it that supposedly, and again, underline, supposedly tolerant people refuse to understand that you just don't do that. You don't put people in a public setting where public dollars are involved, and you require them, you force them to, sab- to babble a bunch of religious words. In Jesus' name, amen. And I'm sitting there mumbling this at every goddamn assembly in our school, okay? Well, what kind of crap is that? And now religious leaders demand fuel-efficient cars. That's the best one. We'll get to that in a moment. In fact, our poll is about that today. You think Jesus is going to, like, come driving into town? <laughs> no, seriously, I think if he wants to make a splash, I'll tell you right now what I'm going to vote for. He'd come in a nice, shiny Corvette. Not a brand-new one, like in a Stingray, you know, reconditioned Stingray, like with a paint job, just like a cherry, cherry, red, red cherry. Can't you see that? <laughs> it would look lovely. Oh, and then a convertible, no less. Oh, are going to stingray. Ask you, they make them in convertibles? Candy apple red. Oh, man, I can see that now. Jesus coming back in that. Parking that right in front of the radio station and putting his sandals up there on the edge of the... Uh... <laughs> I can see it. Jesus Christ. Right. It looks just like him to me. What team's he playing for this week? Nine thirteen at 560 WQM on a great Thursday. You know, everybody needs uh, something different to help them get healthy. And there's a great new product and help just about everybody, Oleomed. We've been talking about it until I'm blue in the face. Get some. Oleomed Mediterranean formulas are advanced combinations of pharmaceutical grade olive oil combined with all kinds of good things. Vitamins, minerals, herbals, all of these things and other nutrients are in there, scientifically designed to provide natural nutrition solutions to help you support specific health needs. Look for oleomeds, three great new formulas. They have one to help you sleep, one to help you control your weight. By the way, four pounds on Atkins in two days. And CoQ ten, which is great for your heart, all using the benefits of the best olive oil you'll find any place. Oleomed's is an outstanding product, and speaking of places, you can pick some up all over town at your Publix, Eckerd's, and Walgreens stores. For more information about Oliomed, what it does for you, and where you can stick it, call toll-free 866 med That's 1-866-653-6633, and you can order their products online at oliomedamerica.com. If you visit your nearest Publix and buy an Oliomed product in Data Broward, you can get you a coupon for a free Larry Coker bobblehead doll while supplies last. And don't forget to visit their sampling pavilion at Sportstown every Sunday when those red-hot dolphins are playing home games, one in a row. Pick up free oleometh samples and product information and pop some in your puss today.
2: Live and local, this is The radio's all yours QAM.
5: I know that the Lord even loves Neil Rogers. Yeah.
1: Ew, God. There he was just a walkin on the sea singin'. Do a did it did it dum dead-de-do He's a man from the land of Galilee, sing Do I it did it dum de de He's good, he's good, Divine, divine he's good, Divine Changes water into wine. The next thing I knew, he had a layman on his feet singing. Do I did it, did it, dumb, did it, do? <laughs> the blind are gonna see,
5: and the dumb are gonna speak, singing. Do I did it, did it, dumb, did it, do? He walked on, walked on through my dog, my dog, walked on through
1: my dog. Then he cured a leper sores. Whoa! Some say he's the son of God Yes, they do, but there's other people think it's so odd Now he's the reason that we have an Easter day Singing to our daddy, daddy, dumb daddy, do and he's the reason that all the Christians praise him. Do I did it, did it, dum, did it, do They praise him, praise him. Kneel down, kneel down. Praise him and kneel down. The man who wore a thorny crown. Do I did it, did it, dum, did it, Do I did it, did it, dum, did it, Do I did it, did it, dum, he's a Jew.
2: Do I
1: did it, did it dum, he's a Jew. Do I daddy it, daddy it, dum? He's a Jew. Do
3: I daddy it, daddy? It? He's a Jew. Oi. 920 at 560, WQAM. Almost Thanksgiving, baby. A week a day, a week ahead. End of week from today? Yes. And then pretty soon we got Chanukah and Christmas coming up and New Year's. It's a little something for everybody in there, for the Jews, the uh, Goyim. Of course, we got Ramadan. Is Ramadan still going on for the uh, Muslims? Right. Isn't that January or something? No, Ramadan's going on right now. You better get with it, mister. Hey, you I should know. know you're Muslim. You're Islam, whatever the hell that is. I love this story that you faxed me, but I've I, I already seen it, and I didn't uh, download it because it's too long, but I, I actually uh, may get to it eventually. About the body? Yeah. A uh, Washington, D.C. woman believed to be dead was placed in a body bag by a team from the D.C. medical examiner's mm-hmm. office taken to the morgue and put in a refrigerated box and until an investigator who was called to officially declare her dead found a pulse. Deborah Wilson, 49, was found Friday morning in her bedroom at the Museum Square Apartments, 401k uh, North, uh, Street Northwest, apparently suffering from cardiac arrest. But what happened between the 9-11 call and four hours later when she was finally pronounced dead remains in dispute. And just to go on later, it says, when the body was removed from the bed, she sighed and moaned, the source said. The supervisor from the medical examiner's office heard the noises and said, oh, it's just aspirations, no big deal.
2: (laughs) Mm -hmm.
3: (laughs) So we bagged her up and came back with her. It bothers me because the woman may have been alive when we put her in the damn plastic bag. I don't want to feel like I had any part in her death, he'd be saying. Yeah, they put her in a refrigerated box. (laughs) Yeah, she'll show that Ted Williams a thing or two, not just the head, but the whole damn body. She was just chilling. They'd put in the head and everything, and now she's dead. How do you like that? She'd be chilling? Is that what you'd be saying? i surprised it didn't happen down here. Yeah, first religious, religious leaders demand fuel-efficient cars as the religious nuts again are like that. Don't forget all you young people out there. The Religious people are the crazy people, and the more religious they are, the crazier they are, and the more dangerous they are. A group of religious leaders came to Detroit Motor City yesterday with a proposition for U.S. automakers. Start producing vehicles that are kinder to God's creation, and we'll, we will urge the faithful to buy them. Oh, 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 I hate to break the news to you folks. Mark it down, 922 on November 21st, 2002. America's lost. You've lost it. It's been completely taken over. The, the coup has been completed. Am I right? Oh, no question. There, there's no hope anymore, baby. The delegation, which included representatives from a variety of Jewish and Christian organizations, met with executives and top officials at Ford Motor Company, General Motors, and United Auto Workers. Earlier, the group introduced a What Would Jesus Drive? TV ad campaign, which is going to be our poll today, sponsored by the Pennsylvania-based Evangelical Environmental Network, which I didn't even know there was one. It's not even 9.30 yet. We already learned something very depressing. The ad to begin airing in limited markets next month says, Too many vehicles are polluting, and then asks, So if we love our neighbor and we cherish God's creation, maybe we should ask, what would Jesus drive? Now, can I interrupt this story by just asking, aren't these the same people that always vote for those right-wingers who will do everything they can to pollute the environment? Right, but this might be a different group. Those oil-grabbing? No, it is not. Well, Jerry Falwell is a Oh, he is? Yeah, Uh, that's right. He said he should come back in a big limo. He said he'd drive a big gas guzzler, uh, so this is well, a he's an asshole, group okay. or something. You Representatives have... of GM and Ford said they look forward to a dialogue with the interfaith climate and energy campaigns leaders to explain advances and challenges in the effort to improve vehicle fuel efficiency. The religious groups, which include the Korean Presbyterians, the United Synagogue of Conservative Judaism, the Mennonite Church, are promoting hybrid and fuel uh, cell vehicles, as well as other fuel-saving technologies, framing their arguments in both no- moral and economic terms. If you in the American auto industry manufacture and market more clean cars, we in the American religious community will not only tell our people about it, but will have prepared them to embrace such a change, said David Saperstein, director of the Religious Action Center of Reform Judaism in Washington. Oy! Campaign leader said the effort is not aimed at any specific products and no boycotts are planned. Uh GM said it's committed hundreds of millions of dollars to develop non-polluting hydrogen fuel cell vehicles and hopes to have a significant number on the road by decade's end. Every major automaker is working on some sort of fuel cell vehicle, but considerable challenges such as cost lay ahead. Not to mention all that oil we're going to have from Iraq that we're going to have to use up. Minivans, SUVs, and pickup trucks accounted for half the new vehicles sold in the U.S. last year. The average fuel economy for all 2003 model cars and passenger trucks dropped to 20.8 miles a gallon. And I'll tell you, I get a hell of a lot better than that in my Corvettes. As many as te- 100,000 congregations and synagogues nationwide have been contacted about the cost, and more notifications by letter and email are planned, said the Reverend Bob Edgar, General Secretary of the New York-based National Council of Churches of Christ, USA. How do you like that, huh? Uh, Conserve that fuel for Jesus. Driving a smaller car, a compact car for Jesus. Carpool for Jesus. How does it sound, huh? Sounds good to me. Sure. i got a nice ring to it. Do some walking for Jesus. Park uh, it on the side of the road. On the water? Now here's what the uh, poll is today. What would Jesus drive? If Jesus came back to earth, what kind of vehicle would he drive? I got eight choices on there. Do you think it's enough? Sure. Well, you didn't I like think my it's enough. But we're not going to get, we're not going to get specific. Like would he be driving like a, uh, you know, Toyota Celica or Super or whatever? SUV. God forbid. Corvette. All right. He'd ride a camel. Cadillac for old Jews. Now, of course, Jesus was Jewish, and by now he's pretty damn old, I would assume, you know, like a couple thousand years old. Right. So Cadillac, because that's the old Jew canoe. Humvee, which is almost like riding a tank, you know, which might not be right. a bad idea. He should have thought about that a long time ago. Subcompact compact car to save gas. Who's Jesus or a motorcycle? Those are the choices. SUV, Corvette, he'd ride a camel, Cadillac for old Jews, Humvee, subcompact car to save gas, Who's Jesus, and motorcycle. Those are your, I think this pull's a little bit better than the one we had yesterday if you ask me, which isn't saying much. Pretty weak pull yesterday. It, it just, uh, it didn't say enough. It was too nonspecific. It was all over the place. I don't like that. I like having a pull where you can put your, your thumb right on it. 926 at 560 WQAM. There's never been a better time to buy you a new home or refinance your existing home than right this moment as I speak. How about this rate? How about 3.95%? Sounds pretty good. That's correct. Financial Group can offer you an unprecedented 3.95%. All you have to do is call them, and they'll tell you how it works. Call Financial Group at their toll-free number, 1-800-940-LEND. That's 1-800-940-5363. The money you're going to save is... Unbelievable. And... You can get a hundred thousand dollar loan for only four I was gonna actually say yeah, I like that better. You can get a hundred thousand dollar loan for only four hundred and fifty bucks a month or a two hundred thousand dollar loan for only nine hundred and fifty bucks a month. That's all you pay. The process is simple and you're gonna save yourself thousands and thousands and zillions of dollars each year. So call our good friends at Financial Group at one 940 Lend and you'll be amazed at how much you can save. There's never been a better time to get you a low interest rate. So call Financial Group right now and you'll be on your way to big savings. Financial Group is an equal housing lender. Credit restrictions do apply, and rates are subject to change if you wait too long. So call them right now, 1-800-940-LEND. Tell them that old Neil told you to call. 1-800-940-5363.
0: We are Sports Radio
2: 560. QAM. Jesus Christ for extra strength, Dexedrin.
1: When you're getting crucified, the last thing you need is a headache. There's so much pressure, hanging around with the whole world's sins weighing on your shoulders, and then some f***ing gladiator sticks a spear in your side. Yeah! Jesus Christ, that hurts. So when this thorny crown feels like a vice around my head, that's when I reach for dexedrin. Well,
2: I I don't reach for it.
1: Hey! Anybody got any dexedrin? Hey, Judas! Could you throw a couple into my mouth? Come on, I'm the Savior for Christ's sake!
3: Extra Strength Excedrin, because a headache is a heavy cross to bear. It is. 931 at 560. Got some major programming news for Thanksgiving Day, a week from today. Does Carlos know who's going to be filling in? I don't know. Now, is Carlos working on that day? I assume you are, aren't you? Yeah, I thought it was going to be the tapes. Not going to be. So this is a surprise to Carlos and the audience. The yep. Beast, I love eating nuts, will be uh, doing a show next Thursday. They called asked yesterday asked me. He was sitting right there on Clarence's lap, by the way. Clarence may not be walking too good for a few days, but the Beast was sitting there right uh, on his ass and like, uh, you think? Uh, what do you think, tapes are the Beast, tapes are the Beast. You know what I feel about those best-of tapes. And it's only one day anyway, and anybody with life on Thanksgiving Day sure ain't going to be listening to some stupid-ass radio shows. I mean, you got to, oh, please. Well, I am now that I know in that. In addition to which, I think we got football or something starting at noon, so it's going to be an abbreviated show. You are what? You're going to be listening to the Beast? Well, I wasn't going to be listening to the football, but now that I know there's going to be an exciting live program on but I thought he was unprofessional. Well, that's not what I said. Oh. Don't start again. The line draws up. We draw at nine. No, you started it. Now, let's see. I'm voting for Corvette. I make no... Usually, I don't tell you right off the bat when I'm voting on the poll because I don't want to, like, tilt it. there's my vote just popped up there. Did you vote yet? No. I'm voting right now. Poll is up there. If Jesus comes back, what kind of vehicle would he be driving, okay? Let's say, I mean, this thing with a religious nuts is just out of control. And I will say this for anybody else that may have seen Donahue, or even if you didn't last night. Barry Lynn, who I thought was a little on the weak side, who's this, uh, Americans for Separation of Church and State, he comes up with this line about, well, you know, there's, uh, um, there are, there are more religionists, more religious people in the U.S. than any other country in the world, I guess is the way he was putting it. So the point he was trying to make was that there's all these religious freedoms and you can practice your religion in church and temple and the mosque at your home and your backyard and the toilet wherever you want to. And, uh, there, but, see, I wouldn't be bragging about that, Barry, because like that kid with the uh, Marilyn Manson outfit uh, in the audience said, and I noticed they ignored him uh, real quick, it was the religious nuts that were behind 9-11 that started all this crap. It's the religion. It's all in the Bible, all through the Bible. And they, they just kept rolling along, even Phil, you know. Phil was worried about what he's going to do after December when it gets canned. See, once in a great while, Donahue's old brilliance shines through. It comes back, you know, but not often enough. And of course, you got you got all of these people divvied up, the non-right wingers, those those people, most of them over the age of a hundred anyway, who watch these kinds of shows. So you've got CNN, MSNBC, uh, and then whatever else the regular programming, you know, entertainment stuff that's on, and sports, and then you got all of the right wingers who gathered around there with uh, the uh, Factor. And all that other crap on Fox, they have a captive audience that's growing by the minute. I should point out to you, America is lost. I don't want to be the bearer of bad tidings to you, especially a week before Thanksgiving. But America's lost. You guys have had it. You know that's what I said. You guys. No, I know. Five Enough. six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T and Verizon line. How's it going? Eh? Huh? When I see that picture of Jean Chrétien and uh George W., and I realize that Chrétien is actually like a little bit on the brighter side. It's really scary. Speaking of scary, Queen Latifah arrested on DUI charge. You see that? No. Yeah. What great news. How could you be saying that? Are you starting it again? Can't stand her. <laughs> this is a great fact. Nice going, Sean. No, yeah, I liked it. This is cute. What would Jesus drive a Chrysler? <laughs> of course he would. A I Jesus, love that a Jesus Chrysler. Although I think I saw that on CNN yesterday, some little kid sent that in. But Sean probably ripped it off. But that's good anyway, Sean. Thank you. I think he stole that. Didn't you see that on there yesterday? No. But I would have forgotten all about that if Sean would have remind us. So thanks anyway, Sean. You're okay. He would have been driving a Chrysler. That's very cute. He'd be driving a candy apple red Corvette baby convertible. Make no mistake about it. Trust me, what I tell you. Oh, there's the votes coming. Who's Jesus ate? <laughs> This poll today is going to put yesterday's to shame. I can smell it. Can you smell it? Oh, man. Who is Jesus? Eight. Motorcycle six. Now, where was that uh, thing? Was that a, a bit that somebody did years ago? Jesus is coming back on a motorcycle? I, I don't know. You mentioned it? I, I don't know. you never heard that before nope. except from me, I guess. I guess it's before your time. Maybe some old Tom Must Lear be. thing. Anyway, he'd ride a Camel five, which is better than smoking one, by the way. Don't you be smoking them faggots, all you kids out there. SU, as Don Cherry would say, all oh, you kids out there, boys, is that getting stale? Oh, it's getting almost as old as he is. Uh, SUV three, Cadillac for old Jews three, Humvee two, subcompact car to save gas two, and Corvette two. So only two people say you'd be driving a car to save gas. So if that's the well, case, can... A camel is the most uh, gas efficient of them all. How do you know? You ever sniff that camel gas? Oh, good point. I don't think you'd get over the hump. Good God, can you imagine camel droppings? <coughs> I guess camels probably do like horses, you know, is there, I don't, can't think of too many other animals, four-legged animals that, <coughs> as they're walking, as they're moving. Well, how many of you observed? Well, dogs don't do that. No, no, no unless they, uh, Unless they, the right. <laughs> Unless they have the
2: trots.
3: Right. Unless scoot. they have the very trots. No, seriously, think of any other four legged like animals. Do, do mice? Well, I don't know. Well, I don't know. Cal- well, what about any really other really four legged like, an animals? Do you think that a lion is uh, dumping as it's walking? I don't think so. Yeah. I think it stops and takes a very deliberate, uh, you know, posture. And, like, <laughs> when in doubt, craps it out. I really wouldn't know. Well, but stop and think about that. Now, horses, you are aware of this, aren't you? I, of course I am. Ever been to the racetrack, and that's always one of the very embarrassing things. Nobody, everybody kind of like titters, you know. Right. Oh, the eight
2: horse just cracked his brains out. Don't bet on him. I spent many an hour on a horse. I know all about it. Do you really? As a matter of fact, you can you can tell when they're getting ready to because they changed their their gait. Do they really? Oh yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> and they lift their tail. Yeah, they, they start swishing their tail the... when
3: horses are warming up and you see them like. <coughs> and it makes you wonder yeah. what are those guys sitting behind there. You know, a lot of, of them like what... to stop actually. What would Lou Williams think? Oh, I don't want to start with those harness racing names again. We'll get Dick and Steve all fired up there again at Pompano Park. They'll be sending me more of these wild shirts. Can I get back to poor Queen Latifah again? You oh, interrupted good, me please. on this, and we got sidetracked with harness racing and horse crap. <laughs> Hip-hop star and actress Queen Latifah spent part of a Wednesday in jail after being charged with driving out of the influence in an early morning traffic stop. <laughs> Latifah, whose real name is Dana Owens, was pulled over by officers in L.A. at about 3.15 a.m., said Officer Alex Delgadillo of the California Highway Patrol. He said she was driving a 2003 Cadillac Escalade north. Oh, I bet you Jesus would like that. North on US 101 when she was observed making an unsafe lane change, several field sobriety tests were conducted and the performer was arrested and taken to jail. She didn't resist arrest in any way and was cooperative with the arresting officers, Delgadillo said. She posted a $2,500 bail, was released from custody with a December 12th court date. Latifa, 32 received a 1994 Grammy for Best Rap Solar Performance for Unity. She's also starred in TV shows such as Living Single, appeared in movies such as Living Out Loud and Brown Sugar. Huh, there
2: was
3: a movie Brown Sugar? Okay. Now, did they use the uh, Stone song as the theme? I don't oh, know. that's uh, in case you obviously, since you didn't know there was such a movie, we'll have to find all these things out. Just like about uh, when I was asking about when did blacks get the right to vote? Five six seven oh five sixty, pound five sixty on the AT and T and Verizon Wireless line. Here's Miami. Hello, Neil. Yes, sir. Good morning. Buenos dias. How's the weather? It's not bad. Going to be in the fifties again today. Oh,
4: that's great. I opened up my Miami Herald this morning, and on the metro uh, section, yeah, two opponents of gay rights named the School Diversity Board, right?
2: Oh, yeah. yeah.
4: Okay, the first person is Margaret Hostetter, a Davy real estate agent. Mm-hmm. The next person is your personal friend.
3: Not Mr. Ego.
4: Steve Kane. Oh. oh, oh, oh,
2: oh. Wow.
4: Now, I know this has got to be in the Sentinel, too. Okay, and the second thing, uh, Jim Defeat?
2: Jim Defeat, yeah. Yeah,
4: he put an article in the paper about Pat Riley and that Mickey Harrison. Yeah. You ought
5: to read how he ripped them.
3: Okay. Okay. So... I, I, saw, I saw it, but it was about Pat Riley, so I didn't bother reading it. But in case, if it's that good, I'll take a look oh, at it. Oh, it is fine. I'll take a he, puke at it.
4: He slaughtered
3: them. Well, going back to what I just said before, Steve Kane on the, uh, what is it again? Not on the school board, on the what? He's on, on the, the
4: school ad- diversity.
3: Diversity board. Document? Oh, brother. Yeah. Got a hell in a handbasket, baby.
4: Everybody's having heart attacks.
3: I'd grab my passport right now if I be you.
4: I would too.
3: Okay, I'll see you at the border.
4: You have a good day.
3: Okay, patrol. Can you believe that?
4: Just, just, exit, just, exit, just, exit, just, exit, just tell me what your problem is.
3: A man who's uh, refurbished his career by talking to a handful of old homophobic farts that you could fit into a broom closet. A man whose whole life has become professional rampant homophobia. And that's what he lives for. That's his whole thing, including his little core of sycophants that surround him. Shocking. So like I've said, unfortunately, that's the bad news because everybody else has been sleeping, kind of like sitting back. They've made liberal into a dirty word, and everybody else just sits back and lets these people run roughshod over the Constitution, over everybody's liberties, and over everything while everybody else is snoozing. That's right. You're snoozing and you're losing, America. I'll tell you that right now. It's just like these polls, you know, these right-wingers. They freak this poll and they load up on this poll. When's the last time you ever saw our, our liberals do that? Maybe once in a blue moon we've seen that, but very, very rarely. Because the right-wingers are motivated. They're getting it done, baby. They're getting it just like the election. They got it done. Because everybody else is sitting back, ah, well, uh, who the hell cares? What can we do? I guess you can pray a lot, okay? It's safe to pray. 941 at 560 WQAM. Oh, Victoria's Secret on TV, soft porn? Question mark. We'll get to that. they are starting with that crap again, you know. Mm-hmm. Because the religionists are going to control America. Pretty soon, not only will you be able to have not have sex, but you won't even be able to think about it unless it's to make babies. Thanksgiving's coming a week from today. It's amazing. Everybody's going to be flocking home to be together again, gathered around the table with delicious homemade food and family traditions. After all, it's not the turkey that makes the meal special. It's the people. Getting ready for hungry guests can be a real pain in the ass, especially if they're staying overnight. If you're having a house full this Thanksgiving, let our friends at Donna Mattress make your holiday preparations a little bit easier. Now's the time to call them toll-free at 1-800-MATTRESS and get the new mattress in before the house guests get there. If they already told you that they're coming, even if you don't hear from them until the night before, Donna Mattress can still deliver a top-quality Sealy, Serta Simmons, or King crawl mattress the very same day you'll be calling them. I've been sleeping on a dial mattress for years for a coon's age, and I guarantee you they are the best all the way around for comfort, for price, and for delivery, which is unbeatable. Call Dial Mattress right now at 1-800-Mattress and talk turkey with a bedding consultant to choose from the very best mattresses at even better prices. So rest easy this Thanksgiving knowing that everybody in the house is resting comfortably, even the mice. Get ready for the holidays by calling 1-800-Mattress. That's 1-800-M-A-T-T-R-E-S. Tell them that old Neil told you to call and be sure and tell them fat boy. Mention his name a couple of times too. They'll laugh their ass off. 1-800-M-A-T-T-R-E-S for Dial a Mattress. Brand name beds. Same day service. Call them now. Be sleeping like a baby tonight.
1: This is Sports Radio 560 AM. Toby, I fucked them up. Up the
0: butt. Welcome back to the testicular model, Little Mo Howard, and David to the show. Now, what we got here? Uh, hey, Mo. What? Well, uh, um, did you see? I'm trying to think. Uh,
1: I just want
0: to tell you, you, you're leaning over my lap again. Well, I thought I smelled something pungent. Something wrong with you?
1: No! I wait!
0: Oh. I split my bag here. Get the hell out of my way. <laughs> Where am I supposed to go? To hell, you squeaky little bastard. Hey, I don't think I got a squeaky point. You don't, huh? No! Well, I think you need your balls examined. My balls! That's right. Now drop your pants so I can examine them. No! You ever want to wipe in this business again? Yeah. Then obey my command. Okay. Oh, that's bigger than Oscar Mayer truck Yeah Jesus, look at that thing Let me get my flashlight over here Where's your balls?
1: There, it?
0: You're packing a python in your pants and no balls I got balls, they up a little Oh, yeah Well, let's see what happens when I slam my foot down on your fire oh, There That hurt, Mo Hey your voice? Yes. You, you sound kind of the normal. Oh, yes, quite right. It's a far, far better way to sound. I don't believe this. Hey, let me see if I can oh, get no, it lower. No. Go <sighs> now, say something. Fall off the bone baby back ribs. See that? Your balls dropped Pretty good, huh? East of the Rockies. You Cole. like that yeah oh, thanks, thanks, Mo. Yeah? You like that eh? Well, well, let's please. see what happens when I put them back. I'm putting them back, see? That'll be the day when you got a better voice than me. Hey, hey, what are you doing? This thing's wrapping around me like a cobra. Yeah, I can't move. It's coiling around me. Not the mouth. Not the <laughs>
4: 948
3: at 560. <laughs> WQAM. 78 votes on a poll already. What would Jesus drive? If Jesus came back to Worth, what kind of vehicle would he drive? Who's Jesus? 18. He'd ride a camel. 16. Cadillac for old Jews. 12. Motorcycle. 12. A Humvee. 6. An SUV. 5. Subcompact car to save gas. 5. And Corvette only four. And why is that only four? I don't
6: know.
3: I think I he just wasn't don't stylish.
6: Huh? Yeah, he was never accused of being stylish. No, he, wasn't
3: a, uh, he was even a sloppier dresser than I am when you come right down to it. Nifty sandals, are. Oh, you think those were Birkenstocks? Here's one of facts. that says you have to get the current issue of Mad Magazine on the back of the cover. It has a satirical pull-out movie poster of Star Wars 2. Its title is Gulf Wars. It shows George W. is a Luke-type figure embracing none other than Condoleezza, who's kind of leaning into his chest. It's almost the same picture you had on your website. You think Heather be steaming? Yeah, Heather, you better go after Mad Magazine. Unfortunately for the editors of the magazine, they can't just delete it. It's already out there. So what, me worry? <laughs> oh. Yeah, as if Mad Magazine gives a crap, right? Well, I that's that Do you think we had anybody else who saw Donahue last night? It's a very depressing thing to talk about, but uh, the fact of the matter is uh, we've lost. You've lost. America has been taken over in a bloodless coup by the right wing. And, and you notice how well organized they got back like in the late 70s and then when Reagan came in that really gave them like the extra, extra impetus. And they got all of their, uh, their computerized mailing lists going. Who, who the hell was that? Was it Terry, was Terry Dolan? I think one of those first right-wing organizations where they had everybody computerized and they got everybody on a mailing list and they started, uh, you know, pouring emails and letters into the White House and all this other crap. And now they're so damn well-funded with all their tax-free dollars and other other make-believe organizations that uh, they've just taken over the whole damn thing, pumping all that money in to support their right-wing candidates. All these right-wing judges you're going to see forced through there now. So freedom is dead and the public is sitting back on a like that, as if nothing is going on at all. That's a sad commentary. Very sad. Here's a call from Miami. Hello.
4: Hey, Neil. Yes, sir. How about elephants? That they do it um, walking. When they're walking.
3: Yeah, that's not a bad idea. They do that in India. Huh? Sabu the uh, Sabu the Indian boy rode an elephant. Maybe Harry Elefante will ride it with Jesus, huh? That would sure piss off Condoleezza. Five six seven oh five sixty. I guess, though, so. that one guy that called is the only one that saw Donahue, but that was yeah, very, uh, do you notice the way that worked out, though? That sure. was great. Cause I thought to myself, why you didn't bring it up? Because nobody in our audience watches that show. Nobody in any audience watches that show. I mean, if he would have just notified everybody ahead of time, hey, tonight I'm gonna do another good show, maybe some more people would have watched. That's the problem, Phil. Nobody knows those nights when you're gonna do a show that's worth watching. I mean, two shows in, what, six months? That ain't too bad. Two women's groups and a media watchdog organization on Tuesday asked CBS not to air the Victoria's Secret fashion show, calling it a softcore porn infomercial. CBS said it was moving ahead with the broadcast of supermodels and lingerie on Wednesday night. Concerned Women for America, the National Organization for Women, and the Parents Television Council were among several groups protesting the televised fashion show, which was taped in New York City last week. Now, this is last night they're talking about? Oh, I don't know. I guess, because this is from yesterday's CNN. uh, ABC aired it last November, prompting an investigation by the FCC, which ruled it did not violate decency standards. Along with the airing of near nudity, the groups said the show degrades women. Now, see these dykes. Every time they come along, I'm going to start getting on the other side of that Augusta thing. It's easy to do because the overwhelming majority of men are on that side anyway. I think I'm hopping over on the other side. I almost did the other day. You know I mean... As far as the principle is concerned, there's no question that nobody should be excluded. If it's going to be a major event, it's going to be covered by a network and the big sponsors uh, usually, etc. But, but this time, I think maybe we ought to make an exception because everything is degrading to women according to these dikes. You know, Any time a woman looks sexual, whether it's in pornography, whether it's even in Playboy magazine, which is certainly not pornographic, and whether it's on Victoria's Secret, which is most definitely not pornographic, it degrades women. What purpose does the special serve except to overly sexualize women and use this to bolster the network's demographics for young men, they asked in a joint letter to CBS President Leslie Moonvays. Melissa Cardwell, research director for the Parents Television Council, said she had hoped that the hundreds of protests about last year's special would have dissuaded broadcasters from showing it again. Despite what the PTC says, this is not pornography. CBS spokesman Chris Enders said it's a one-hour fashion show mixed with musical performances and comedy segments. Does it push the envelope? Sure. But everybody knows what Victoria's Secret fashion show is, he said. With the advanced publicity and the content advisory, every viewer will be armed with information to make their own choice. And with arms just long enough to reach their groin. CBS is giving the show a TV-14 rating and uh, indication the material may be unsuitable for children aged 14 and under. God forbid that a 13-year-old kid should be able to see women on their fairly scantily clad. God only can imagine what he might be doing after that. The show has bounced around the CBS schedule. It was originally scheduled to air 10 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time. Of course, it's not Daylight Time anyway, but they got some problems on this website, on uh, CNN. But uh, worried about competing against ABC's 2-hour finale of The Bachelor, CBS moved it to 8 p.m. So I guess this was on last night, and we missed it. No, I... Oh, well. Then it was moved again to 9 p.m. Ender said that upon reflection, CBS decided it wasn't best to air the show at 8 p.m. It used to be considered the family viewing hour. A small number of CBS affiliates weren't airing the show in prime time, but Ender wouldn't name them. Two of them were in Idaho, KBC-ITV of Boise, and KIDK of Idaho Falls, both owned by Fisher Broadcasting. I don't believe it meets the standards of our communities in the time period offered, said Jeffrey Anderson, Fisher's general manager. It's a family viewing hour. Instead, the stations will air the show after midnight on the weekend. <laughs> ABC occasionally blurred the picture last year when especially sheer lingerie was featured. CBS said it expects not that not to be a problem this year, indicating the underwear is not as revealing. Damn it. The PTC Council, angered by the FCC's ruling on last year's show, said it intends to step up pressure on federal regulators if this year's edition is similar. Also, CBS said it edited out a demonstration by animal rights activists at last week's taping that we talked about. Four protesters stormed the stage with signs that read, Giselle Fur Scum, when model Giselle Bunchen, who has a modeling contract with a leading fur company, walked the runway. So, how do you like that? They're all whipped up into a frenzy again, all these dykes about, oh, it makes women look too sexual and it exploits them what What else' is wrong with that? Well, because they're not sexy, so they're jealous. I see how about these shows where they have guys on there who are like uh scantily clad, all these models what what What's the difference? Why is it always that women are the ones being exploited? Do you ever hear anybody say that men are being exploited for sexual purposes? I've never heard anybody say that. yeah, it's too bad they're not. <laughs> God, I'm starting to become militant. You know, now I'm beginning to understand why so many men in America hate women. It's the bull-like movement. Whatever happened to women who were like, you know, the kind of women that you like to open the door for? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Women who were like a little bit feminine instead of like rosy, you know, like butcher than we are. Than you are. Here's Miami. Hello. Hey,
4: Bill. Uh, Yes, sir. I don't think Jesus would drive a car or... Ride a motorcycle. I think his dumb ass will
6: just take two portable fans and jump off a cliff and be like, I can fly.
3: (laughs) His uh, bit the other day was better than that one, but that's not too bad. Kind of like Clark Kent, huh? Since we're talking about.
4: Oh my god!
2: More than any porno star Or a high school senior in his old man's car. Aaron must be tired, and developing a bring a car is for daddy. Daddy. No. no, it would not surprise me if that thing just fell right off. <laughs> he was doing every lady with a heartbeat, touching them all from head to feet. Better than the last guy, that's no doubt. If you wanna win his love, you just put out. Aaron must be tired. <laughs> I like it in here. Fun. I like to stay like another six years or so. In the bachelor. That's great. In the bachelor. I'll do this forever. In the Forget paying me. In the I love it.
3: Night of tacky TV ends with marriage proposal. It says. Brooke got a broken heart, but Helene got engaged in the final showdown of the hit romance reality series, The Bachelor. You see that? <laughs> no. Neither did I. Dropping to one knee, Aaron Berge put the ring on Helen Helene Esterkowitz's finger in the ABC show's closing moments last night. Would you marry me, he asked. Yes, I will, she replied, without a doubt. I'm really looking forward to sharing my life with you, said Bergie, a 28-year-old banker from Springfield, Missouri. The proposal on the two-hour finale concluded Bergie's eight-day episode, his eight-episode odyssey test driving would-be partners while the audience eagerly looked on. Test driving. In other words, trying them out. Right. Though blasted by critics as a glorified escort service, the series generated buzz and won viewers 16.7 million last week, enough to put a dent in NBC's hit drama The West Wing. But many Bachelor fans approached the finale, wondering whether there'd even be a bride. In the first edition of the show last spring, Harvard-educated management consultant Alex Michael picked his favorite bachelorette, but held onto the ring in his bachelor standing. Viewers didn't have to worry. Berge not only popped the question, but also paid for the ring himself, rather than let the show's producers buy it. And from what we're hearing, he's loaded anyway, right?
2: Yeah. yeah.
3: By then, Bergie's runner-up candidate for wife had been sent packing. It breaks my heart to have to do this, Bergie had told Brooke Smith a moment earlier. It's fine, Smith said bravely, then broke up in the limousine as it whisked her away. Why didn't he know I was the one for him, she asked? She broke up in the limo. It was a battle to the finish, but in larger clash of tacky TV. The ladies of ABC's The Bachelor were challenged by a harem of skibbies as CBS aired that Victoria's Secret fashion show. Along with supermodels, the Victoria's Secret special boasted pop singers, including Phil Collins and Mark Anthony. Oh, <laughs> Mark Anthony. I thought it said singers. Consumer tips when shopping for lingerie, consider speed of access, and 34 racks of bras and patties waiting for the runway. Meanwhile, Bergie was wrestling with one of the toughest decisions ever made, he said. Having whittled the field of 25 candidates, he was torn between Brunette Helene, a 27-year-old gra- grade school uh, physiologist from New Jersey, a psych- oh, grade school psychologist? Grad school. It says grade school here. Well, I'm reading it right on the CNN. Don't tell me CNN made another uh, typo. It says a 27-year-old grade school psychologist from New Jersey and Blonde Brooke, a 22-year-old senior at University of Alabama. Well, maybe that's a fancy school. To help him seal the deal, he took each finalist home to meet his family. Do you work when you're not having a good time, Grandma asked Helene. The next day, Bergie's dad warmly greeted Brooke A pretty name for a very pretty girl, he said. Thank you, she drawled. I wish you could see the way this is written out. T-H-A-N-G-K-E-W-W-W. Thank you, she drawled. (laughs) Then Bergie had one last laid-back day with each contender. You want mushroom, he asked Helena, offering her pizza. Oh, I thought when he said you want mushroom, maybe... Why, are you reading my mind, she chirped? But so far, there have been no reading Bergie's mind. I'm still on the fence, he kept telling the camera. No one was on the fence about the Victoria's Secret fashion show, first aired last year by ABC, scoring high ratings and controversy. How do you like that? Several women's groups and media watchdog organizations. This year, CBS, not to air the new special, Tough Crap. But like the fashions being modeled, the broadcast had one unmistakable virtue, brevity. Lasting just an hour, it freed its audience to join The Bachelor at midpoint as viewers got their TV tackiness both ways, says CNN. How do you like that? I said that Bachelor crap, at least that episode is over. Thank the Lord. Oh, they'll be back with more. Look at that phone. Are they smoking on that phone or what, huh? They must be busy lighting them up. I think the story's between the Queen and that McDonald's thing. That, That was the end. That was the kiss of death. Are pull out. No, seriously, they don't care about the royal family, don't you understand? Oh, they I don't even know where the hell the British Isles are on the map, much less the U.S. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I that, Going back to that thing about the, the geography deal, if if there's anybody in the country that can't find the U.S. on a the map, they should be immediately sent to Gitmo with the Al-Qaeda people. Okay. okay. I'm serious. That's they got to be criteria. deported. When in doubt, throw them out. How can you not know where you're at? Jesus Christ, man. He knew where he was. Of, he was. Speaking of that, yeah, he was in the desert without a map. What would Jesus drive if Jesus came back to Earth? What kind of vehicle would he drive? Who's Jesus? Seventy-three. How many votes we got? Three. Three seventy. Nothing. They're not too excited about this poll either. Three hundred and seventy. Cadillac, as in for old Jews. Sixty-eight. He'd ride a camel. Sixty-seven. Motorcycle. Forty-two. Subcompact car to save gas. Forty. Humvee. Thirty-seven. SUV. Twenty-six. And Corvette. Only seventeen. Pretty weak. Here's our only call. It better be good. It's from North Lauderdale. Hello.
6: Hey Neil. How you doing? Okay. Listen, speaking of geography, when I called, I told the uh, guy answering the phone out from Wilton Manor's, and he said, where's that? So uh, I guess we don't know where we are around here either. What
3: do you want from him? He lives in Dade County.
6: There you go. Listen, I'm a reporter for a a magazine that covers the fast food industry, and I can tell you that the lowest selling item on every fast food menu is the so-called healthy items. You know, McDonald's tried the McLean. It bombed. Fazoli's tried a veggie sub. It bombed. Right. You know, everything they try that's healthy bombed out the rotisserie chicken lasted about six months that bombed bottom line is people order what they want they want fat they want the double cheeseburger they want the milkshakes and right
3: they 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 don't care what's in it they all they care about is what does it taste like
6: exactly and you know nobody's going to order you know some string beans and carrots you know with their sandwich at a fast food place they (laughs) want the fat and and that's what they go for And, and you know these, these places have tried a you know, salad. They'll, they'll, they'll uh, offer a salad, and people get two packs of blue cheese dressing. So right. they they stay in business by giving people what they want.
2: Exactly. And, That's right.
6: And the second thing is, is, okay, even a hamburger or a hot dog has some nutritional value. If, if a case like this held up, I mean, you could sue Publix because they have a candy aisle, they right. have a chips aisle, and they have a cereal aisle. None of those foods... Especially candy have any nutritional value. Well, so, how, you know, how,
3: con- how about convenience stores? Every convenience store in the world has got nothing but crap. There's nothing with any nutritional value. Maybe an apple. Some of them carry like you know a couple of apples, but there's nothing with nutritional value. Right.
6: Salt and sugar. That's what they're selling in sodas. So it's just uh, I just hope that the case doesn't hold up. Not to defend all the quick service chains, but you know hey they give people what they want, and that's how they stay in business, and it's the only way they can stay in business. Amen. I'm out of here. Thanks, Thanks a lot. Thanks.
3: Now He's right. That's that's the point. How could there possibly be a lawsuit against a place where you've got all these different choices? You've got health food restaurants. You notice how long most of those last, about five <laughs> right. minutes. And then they tried health food chains, you know, fast food, health food. Those Most of those lasted about two minutes. That's not what people want. If you're going to be in business, I mean, we're talking about private enterprise. We're talking about people in business. Give people what they want. You don't go to Ruth Chris, for example, to get uh, seaweed. Take it like he says, string beans and uh, avocados. You go there to get a big, fat, juicy steak. Right? Right. God. 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T and Verizon wireless line. Mm, steak. Yeah, nice, big, juicy, thick steak. Fatty, mm. you know what I'm saying? A little bit of fat in mm. there, a little grizzle. Nice. It's like nice marbling I, there. I like when it's cooked like medium well and the fat around the edges is like a little bit still on there. And it's like gr- gr- Mr. Grissom, you know, grizzled around the edges. Christ God, Christ. I love that. Here's Miami. Hello. Hello. Yes, sir.
5: Neil, how you doing? Sensational. You know, even though a lot of people don't think so, I think this show's hilarious.
3: Yeah. Um, wait, wait, wait a ne- Who Who is it that doesn't think so? Why do you say a lot of people don't think so?
6: A lot That's of people cool. that just don't catch his show. They just don't <laughs> understand it.
3: Well, there's a few assholes out there with no sense of humor. What can I do about that? Just them?
5: a few? That's an understatement. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but now that we're suing McDonald's, do you think Dave Thomas will be happy we sue Wendy's?
3: I don't know because Dave Thomas is dead, but other than that... What do you think, George? Do you think he'll be happy? I think he'll uh,
6: jump for joy.
3: Oh, look at this, another great fax. Yeah, that's a good day for that. Let me pass along some information about the ebullient guy who I've known for about 30 years. I'm the federal prosecutor who never listens when George hosts the show. <laughs> Ever since I clued him in on your show last year, he's been listening via the Internet become addicted. You're his idol. He comes from a lot of money, so he doesn't work. I guess his wife got sick of him doing nothing around the house other than listening to your show, so she threw him his ass out recently with the ultimatum, it's either Neil or me, so down to Miami he came and stayed with my wife and me for a few days. Needless to say, he was heartbroken when, true to your word, you didn't return from Toronto to meet him at the Panther game. Crawling back to his wife, he went, and she took him back with open arms. So you see, I did him a favor, I guess. But alas, I don't think the obedient guy will call the show anymore. You know, guys and rejection. But seriously, he's interested in buying QAM and making appropriate changes, like axing Mo. He didn't find any humor when Mo referred to you as Ginger the other day. Who should he contact?
1: <laughs> I like the George Ginger thing. That's, uh,
3: in fact, that's one of the few things we do like. But see, don't get me started again, because I want to remind you one more time: we draw the line at nine. Right. Nice going, Robert. We draw the line at nine. Transmitter maintenance, six to nine a.m. I mean, life is too short to go through and try to satisfy, to pacify, to uh, to uh, mollify uh, old curmudgeons. Okay, I can't do it. can't do it. I'm doing my show, and uh, take it or leave it. That's it. That's the way it works. Just like that Caprita thing. You know, this is the Ian Rogers show. This is your brain. This is it. Take it or leave it. Period. 11.56 at 560 WQM. I'll tell you, talk about a place where you can get all kinds of food. You can get fattening food. You can get the shallage. You can get everything at the Pizza Loft, right? Everything. Now, we'll say this. If you have enough of those garlic rolls, that's probably not like dietetic. But, man, is it good. Oh, God. Pizza Loft has got the most incredible garlic rolls, the best I've ever had in my life, just dripping with garlic. Or, or they'll also make them for you with, like, no extra garlic. However you like, that's what you'll get. Everything is cooked fresh to order at the Pizza Loft, which is why it's so damn good. No rubbery spaghetti, no overcooked anything or undercooked. They got three different kinds of great pizza, including that extra spicy Fugazi pizza. Every Monday is lasagna night at the Loft. Tuesday is eggplant night. Buy one of these dinners, these nights get the second for only five bucks. Wednesday, kids eat free with adults. They can see Jeff's famous magician do it. Every Thursday, like tonight, is bike night at the Loft. Come on a motorcycle. Squirt, squirt. Buy one dinner, get the second one for a half price. And don't forget, they've got all kinds of your Italian favorites chicken dishes, veal, seafood, calzone, super subs, and lots more. And now, two great locations for you. The original Broward Pizza uh, Loft is in uh, Davie, right between Griffin and 595 on University Drive. Do you hear what I almost said? I almost. I almost heard it. I almost heard that. Anyway, lots of free parking right beyond Pier 1 Imports. And now the brand-new Pizza Loft location in Plantation, right on the corner of Knob Hill and Sunrise. And, boy, did we need them or what? Yes. Not too much out by me there. But they're right behind that uh, drugstore on the corner, Knob Hill and Sunrise. Here are the phone numbers for takeout, for delivery, or catering, which they do a stupendous job, of, oh, by the way, especially with the holidays coming, for as low as 5 bucks per person. In Davie, call 954 916 954-916-8880. In Plantation, 954 382 954-382-1999 in Plantation. The Pizza Lock, both locations equally outstanding.
2: My, and f- local. This is Sports Radio 560. Q-A-Q-A-M.
1: This is Steve Goldstein. But you can call me Geldy. Whenever I'm in town, I listen to... Wait a minute, I am in town. It's the 12th of one hour.
0: Doc- oh, for the finest in online casino gambling, call one 800 cal Remember him? On the, 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 the for defense, the fence. Yeah, <laughs> you're so old. Old, huh? See that there? I'm still spry. Now listen up, two boy. Remember that bomb I dropped on them two Malfeces toy burglars over there? Yeah, you sure showed them. Showed them what? Yeah, something. Yeah, but I ain't through with them yet, see? It just so happens I got another bomb to drop. Like this? No, oh, not that kind of bomb, you moron! <laughs> This one's even bigger than before.
1: Okay, what
0: is it? Well, as you knew, Ginger Rogers does her show up in Canada. Eh? Yeah, but what you don't know is Ginger flies his love at that fag of the corn up there every weekend. Yeah for hot gay sex.
2: No.
0: And another thing, don't believe what you hear in the air. Them two have been grabbing each other's tea bags for years now. Boy, that's some I nah, ain't through yet, stupid. Ah, now, Matt. I paid a great deal of money to a fellow staff member who loves and admires me to leave Ginger's pot open last weekend. You see? Oh. And what you're about to hear is that pipe-smoking Ginger Rogers and that train monkey faggot of the Dawn dancing together in a romantic and rare. One,
1: two, three, <laughs> one, two, one, two. That sounds like it's
6: really
0: Shut great.
6: up and listen. Okay, right. one. turn.
0: One.
2: Yeah. Yeah. One, one. Couple one, of girls, three, Now you've got it. Huh? Listen to that. They
0: sure are sweet on each other, aren't they? <gasps> I got it. I got the Oh,
5: doctor. You're bad, man. Oh, doctor, here.
1: It's overflowing. Open up my way. Dad. Yes. Slowly. No. We won't stop. I, I got to get done. I lost the charges, Dad. Dad, please. I can <laughs>
3: Trouble 4 at 560, our big noon to one hour. Mad Dog at 1. Hank, on briefly before all that hurricane stuff gets started. Prosecution blames former FBI agent for fatal wrong way crash. Seems like this story is dragging on for about 100 years, isn't Ever, it? Ever, forever. Man. When the hell did this happen? 1999, almost three years ago. Prosecutor said yesterday that a former FBI agent was directly responsible for the death of two Lauderhill brothers in that interstate accident. Closing arguments began in the trial of David Farrell, 39 charged with the vehicular homicide and DUI manslaughter charges. Assistant State Attorney Michael Horowitz said the scientific evidence presented in the case proved that Farrell was traveling in the wrong direction and was drunk when his car plowed into another vehicle, killing the men on I-95. No one has the right to violate the rules we all share, Horowitz said. Farrell is accused of being drunk, driving the wrong way on I-95, and killing Youth Minister Maurice Williams, 23, and his half-brother Craig Chambers, a 19-year-old college student. Farrell could face 30 years in prison if convicted.
2: All right.
3: The former agent insisted in testimony on Tuesday that he was not impaired and was driving in the right direction before the near head-on collision November 23, 1999. I probably thought about it more times than I can count, he said. Defense attorney Bruce Udolph was to make his closing argument later in the day. The case would then go to jurors for deliberation, which it already has. Under cross-examination on Tuesday, Horwitz asked Farrell repeatedly about the poor judgment he showed by drinking and driving. Farrell had admitted drinking beer at a Davy restaurant before the crash. I think you drive better when you're not drinking, but I wasn't impaired, he said, so it makes no difference. Farrell said he knew where he was going, would not have driven southbound in the northbound lanes. Experts for the prosecution have testified that only Farrell could have been driving the wrong way when the vehicles collided head-on. The FHP initially botched the investigation by blaming one of the brothers as the wrong way driver and not formally charging, uh, changing that finding for a month. Critics charged that the FHP jumped to the wrong conclusion because the victims were black and feral as white and was a law enforcement veteran. A separate state investigation found no evidence of racism or a cover-up in the FHP's handling of the crash, but FHP training has changed in response. The family of the brothers is suing in state court, the FHP, and the restaurant that served Farrell and is suing the FBI in federal court. We're suing everybody. Farrell had a blood alcohol equivalent of .14, well above the legal limit of .08. After drinking more than two pitchers of beer, investigators concluded he was fired after the crash. Defense lawyers have contested the test, saying investigators relied on the medical use of blood serum rather than the legally preferred use of whole blood. You think you'll ever get a verdict, get it done?
6: Eventually, after Jesus comes back, I think.
3: After Jesus comes back in his Honda. Dashell says, Shrill talk radio spurs threats. Sharp and shrill commentary from some talk show hosts has led to increased threats against public officials. Senate Majority Leader Tom Daschle said yesterday, counting himself among those who have received such threats. Daschle, Democrat of South Dakota, would not elaborate on the kinds of threats against him, but said that as Republicans criticized him throughout the year, the threats went up. When I was accused of being an obstructionist, there was a corresponding, a very significant increase in the number of issues that my family and I had to deal with, he said, and I worry about that, said Daschle, whose office last year received an anthrax-laced letter. Daschle credited Republicans for success in getting their message out, saying that they definitely blend politics, entertainment, and use talk radio to rev up the listeners in favor of their issues. Well, I'll tell you, CNN's pretty sloppy on it. A lot of typos on here, you idiots. But, Daschle said, the tone of some commentaries has led to increased threats on him and his family. Rush Limbaugh and all of the Rush Limbaugh wannabes have a very shrill edge, and that's entertainment. We were told that even people who don't agree with them listen because they're entertaining, Daschle said. But what happens when Rush Limbaugh attacks those of us in public life is that people aren't satisfied just to listen. They want to act because they get emotionally invested. And so, you know, the threats to those of us in public life go up dramatically on our families and on us in a way that's very disconcerting, he said. Limbaugh played Dashiell's comments on a show yesterday, telling his listeners, I'm sorry, every time the Democrats lose either elections or a major issue, they blame me, they blame talk radio, and they blame you. The outgoing majority leader said the ability of talk radio show hosts to gin up emotion among their listeners is akin to religious fundamentalism outside the U.S. Unfortunately, not on this show, though. (laughs) We must be doing something really wrong, you know what? Isn't it amazing how we don't have any ditto heads? We don't Well, no, I mean, not, not like they do. They have oh, legions. No. They can snap their fingers, and if they had 400 phone lines, they'd all be lit up faster than you can say right wing. You know, we see in some former countries, and we think, well, my God, how can this religious fundamentalism become so violent? Well, it's that same shrill rhetoric. It's that same shrill power that motivates, said the Dashell. Somebody says something, and then it becomes a little more shrill the next time, and then more shrill the next time, and pretty soon it's a foment that becomes physical in addiction to just verbal. Despite his concern, Daschle said Democrats have to learn to emulate Republican tactics to some extent. We were just talking with some experts a couple of days ago about how if we're going to try to break through as Democrats, we have to have the same edge as Republicans do, he said. Daschle has said Democrats were hurt during the midterm elections because of their inability to get a clear message out to voters, but he dismissed calls to redefine the party in the wake of defeat. He said the range of liberals to moderates in the Democratic Party makes it hard to clearly define. Oh, there you go. To make a long story short, the uh, people are not part of that conservative, uh, maniacal thing. They're just not motivated. That's what it come, boils down to. They haven't been whipped up into a frenzy. They haven't got that good old-time or new-time religion, whatever the hell it is, just like our audience. Here's a call in Pembroke Pines. Hello.
5: Hey, Neil. How's it going? Okay. Neil, I-, I wanted to ask you a question. You said you had a problem with Fox News uh, talking about your content of your show. Yeah. A few weeks ago?
3: Yeah.
5: Why, would you agree that there's a double standard also that you're able to say certain things on the radio and get away with it with the, uh, the bit. And, by the way, I get it, and I have a sense of humor, and well, I well, have a
3: What's the double standard?
5: Well, wouldn't you have to agree, and if, no, no see, if, if wait you to wait, you wait know, a minute? Wait, wait a minute. Calm down. Okay.
3: You can't have a conversation. I don't. I don't have those kinds of conversations where people say to me, "Wouldn't you have to agree?" Just tell me what you want to say, and then I'll tell you whether I agree or not. I don't have to agree. I'll, I'll let you know.
5: Fair enough. Um, if you had a white heterosexual um, Anglo say the kind kind of thing that you say about spics and blacks and whatnot, I don't have a problem. I'm just saying they would be crucified. In a
3: no, they, no, they no, they would not. What does what heterosexual have to do with it?
5: Well, don't, you're don't, able don't. To, wait, wait, wait! You're able to bash anybody, like uh, call gate faggots, dykes, and all whatnot. Yeah. But you know, if somebody else were to do that, it would be considered a bigot. I don't have a problem with it, Neil. I'm not saying I'm not here. Sir, to, it, it all
3: depends it. on the way you say it. Everybody who listens to the show for more than five minutes knows when I use the word faggot. What I'm doing it, it's it's comedy.
5: I agree. I agree. That's my point. You're exactly right. But what I'm saying is, when you have a regular guy that's not, or A guy that's not any of ethnic background, if he makes
3: any... Let let, 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 let me give you a good example. It's like a conversation we had about the word nigger and nigga, okay? Right. If you you say, look at that dumb nigger over there, and you're saying it in a bigoted way, of course people are going to say, man, what a racist piece of crap you are. But if black people or even white kids are calling each other nigga in in a a humorous, amusing, friendly way, because that's just the, the way they would speak to each other, then there's nothing wrong with it. It all depends on the intent and the usage. You okay, I, I, I agree.
5: I'm just asking if you ever thought, because I, I, a while back, uh, this guy, um, I forgot his name, he was on the fan a while back, I made a comment about Serena Williams looking like an animal, and he got, he was called a bigot, he was kicked off the show, he was in that show with that, that old guy, the that one that you're always making fun of too, from New York. Um, he's a talk show host, he's been around forever. Um,
2: I don't know.
5: Like Howard Stern's uh, peer, what's his face? Uh, God. Oh, I call Anyway, he was he was kicked off the show. Had to give an yeah. apology. I'm saying you could make a comment like that. in jest. He was making it in jest. It wasn't. The, yeah. I didn't think there was any malice by it. But
3: well, then then he shouldn't have been kicked off. Well, of course, on that station, what difference did it make? You know.
5: Okay. Now, now, now I don't
3: know what you're talking about. The fan in New York about Imus.
5: Yes, that was it. The, the other right, one of his uh, co-hosts that he had on there with him. Yeah. That made a comment about Serena Williams. This is about six months ago, and Well, I, I didn't hear the about, comment, you
3: know, so, you know, to get it secondhand, I really don't know what that was all about. No, it all I depends, depends on the way he went it.
5: Just I
3: think, I think that the whole thing with race and people, I gotta run for the break, but I think that the whole thing, just like Jimmy the Greek and all these other people who make a harmless statement, no matter who the hell it is, uh, and all of a sudden they get canned, they get ostracized and branded as racist just because they're expressing a viewpoint. You can criticize gay people, you can say anything you want about women. Look at this thing with the Augusta deal with all these dykes there. I mean, you can say anything, it doesn't make any difference. But if you make any comment about blacks, and I guarantee if Condoleezza rice was white instead of black, there would have been no stink about that. If we would have been talking about Condoleezza crackers and jam or cracker, what, you know what I'm saying? What are you saying? And by the way, cra- quit eating them crackers and jam, Condoleezza ain't good for your, uh, brain. I think I got my message across tonight. It all depends on the intent. And when you take something out of context and you try to paint somebody as a bigot who's clearly... And let me also say the same thing I told her. All the years I've been on the year here, we had... And all the months we played those bits. Any complaints about them? No. No. And when I asked her, who are these people who are so upset? She couldn't name me one. Not a group, not an individual, not anybody. Because the people that started bombarding us with all kinds of crap, they weren't in this market. They were out of the market, which is why it had no impact. Cause everybody knew that. Now they're on to their next, uh, you know, whatever their thing is. Very sad. 1214 at 560 WQM. There's never been a better or smarter time to buy a new home or refinance your existing home at this amazingly low rate of only 3.95%. You heard right. Financial Group can offer you an unprecedented 3.95%. All you gotta do is call them. Call Financial Group toll free at 1-800-940-LEND. That's one eight hundred nine four oh fifty three sixty three. The money you're gonna save is positively <laughs> think about it. You can get yourself a hundred thousand dollar loan for only four hundred and fifty bucks a month. Or get you a two hundred thousand dollar loan for only nine hundred and fifty bucks a month. The process is simple and you'll save yourself a crap load of money every year. So call our good paisans, our buddies, at Financial Group at one eight hundred nine four O Lynn. Tell them that Todd Drake told you to call by the way. You know I'm in such a good mood? Why? I haven't heard or seen or one word from him in so long. It's just it's a pleasure. There's never been a better time to get you a low interest rate than right now, so call Financial Group and you'll be on your way to big savings. Financial Group is an equal housing lender. Credit restrictions do apply, and rates are subject to change. So call them now and tell them that old Todd Dreck and Neil told you to call 1-800-940-LEND. That's 1-800-940-5363.
0: This is Sports Radio
2: 560,
1: be good Catholic for 15 f***ing minutes, is that so much to ask? First you get down on
5: your knees, fiddle with your rosaries, bow your head with great respect and genuflect, Flex, genuflect, flex?
1: Do whatever steps you want if you have cleared them with the
5: pontiff. Everybody say his own, Kyrie, lay his own, doing the Vatican right! <laughs> I'll step into that small confessional. they the guy who's got religion. I'll tell you if your sin's original. If it is, try playing it safer. Drink the wine and chew the wafer. Two, four, six, eight. Time to transubstantiate. Get down upon your knees. Fiddle with your rosaries. Bow your head with great respect and. Genuflect, genuflect, genuflect. Make a cross on your abdomen. When in Rome, do like a Roman. Ave Maria. It's good
1: to see you. Must be my psychic
3: powers kicking in again. I had that queued up to play. Both of those yeah. things that you just heard there. And look in the fax machine. And you would just asked me this Tom Onahan thing. How about that? Domino's Pizza founder plans Catholic University near Naples. Boy! And we're not talking about Napoli in Italia. We're talking about Naples, Florida. The founder of Domino's Pizza announced plans yesterday to build a Roman Catholic University in a college town called Ave Maria in Florida. A college town. Tom Monahan, who's devoted himself to Roman Catholic causes since he sold the pizza chain in 1998, said he has entered into a partnership with developer Baron Collier, Cos, uh, What? Baron Collier Koss to build a town near Naples. In exchange, the developer will donate 750 acres for Ave Maria University. Can't you hear Johnny Mattress right now singing Ave Maria? Can't you hear it? I hear it. Oh wait. Monahan, the door's open. Monahan said he founded the Ave Maria Foundation in 1983 to help get as many people into heaven as possible. Oh. He added the best way to achieve the goal of the foundation is through Catholic higher education. A lot of good spankings. Officials did not disclose the full cost of the two projects, but said the first phase of the university will amount to $200 million with money coming from the foundation. They said the first phase of the town is estimated at $100 million and will come from Baron Collier. Among his projects are Ave Maria School of Law, Ave Maria College, eight grade schools, and a convent, all in Michigan. He had sought to expand the college in Michigan, but was rebuffed. Monahan said the university will also include a strong sports program. He said he hopes to finish construction by 2006. Kick those freaking fighting Irish's ass. them. Right. Right? Probably not. How about Boston College? You think they can beat them? No. Holy Cross? No. Well, it's got to start somewhere. Scientists planning to make new form of life. This is really kind of an alarming story, you know? Why? I'm afraid it's what do you going mean, to be evil? why? What do you mean, why? I'm afraid it's going to be evil life? Who, who the hell knows? Like I told you this morning before the show, call up Gene Wilder and see what it's going to be.
5: And what's, his name?
3: and what's his name with the eyes? What's his Marty Feldman. Marty Feldman. I love Marty Feldman. Oh, he was great. Rest in peace. Yes. Scientists in Rocky Valley announced today that they plan to create a new form of life in a lab dish, a project that raises ethical and safety issues but also promises to illuminate the fundamental mechanics of living organisms. I thought we had a new form of life. It's the one we don't talk about anymore. That's an old form of life. The one that's on during transmitter maintenance? See, there you go again. I'm sorry. J. Craig Venter, the gene scientist with a history of pulling off unlikely successes, and Hamilton, oh, Smith, a Nobel laureate, are behind the plan. They're intended to create a single-celled, partially man-made organism with the minimum number of genes necessary to sustain life. If the experiment works, the microscopic man-made cell will begin feeding and dividing to create a population of cells unlike any previously known to exist. And you don't find this a little bit alarming? I think it's spectacular. To ensure safety, Smith and Venter said the cell will be deliberately hobbled to render it incapable of infecting people. It will also be strictly confined, which is what they always say, and designed to die if it does manage to escape into the environment. More worrisome than the risk of escape, they acknowledge, is that the project could lay the scientific groundwork for a new generation of biological weapons, a risk that may force them to be selective about publishing technical details. But they said the project could also have advanced the nation's ability to detect and counter existing biological weapons. The project, funded with a three million dollar three-year grant from the Energy Department, will start as a pure scientific endeavor, but eventually could have practical applications. If Venter and his collaborators manage to create a minimalist organism of the sort they envision, they'll attempt to add new functions to it one at a time, conferring on it the ability, for example, to break down the carbon dioxide from power plant emissions or to produce hydrogen for fuel. The more immediate plan is to try to puzzle out and eventually model, model in a computer every conceivable aspect of the biology of one organism, a feat that science has never come close to accomplishing. Because all living cells are based on the same chemistry and bear striking resemblances to one another, that could shed light on all of biology. Not to one another, to each other. Who wrote Washington Post, shame on you! They don't bear striking resemblance to one another, to each other. You're right. They don't want to be, huh? You're right. Now, I mean, what in the Washington Post they write crap like this by Justin Gillis? Hey, this guy writes like Dobie Gillis, and it's supposed to be like a, an intellectual scientific story. We're wondering if we can come up with a molecular definition of life. who said the goal is to fundamentally understand the components of a most basic living cell. How do you like that? Ask Robert Blake. He can tell you all about his cell. Is it alive? It's dank. Wow one other, you know that one another that's kind of like that side by each crap they say up <laughs> right. here side by each same huh? difference what's that mean eh oh and speaking of side by each jennifer lopez already thought so and people magazine agrees and you're right this is it mm. could be a lot worse he's he's not bad for whatever he is I people think. magazine agrees, but he sure as hell isn't this year's sexiest man alive Ben affleck
2: he's no shankar
3: thank god cuz he's under the age of 100 first of all <laughs> The 30-year-old... I see, that goes back to that. Like, they, a lot of women thought Jack Palance was real sexy to him. Was he what? ugly or what? No, seriously. <laughs> he was a freak. Seriously. He was as ugly as sawdust, man. He was grotesque. Looked like a granite statue. The 30-year-old star Ben Affleck in The sum of All Fears and Pearl Harbor has been everywhere lately, mostly because of his romance with an engagement to Lopez. Is that Jennifer or Hector Lopez? The singer and actors told people he'll still be the sexiest man alive in my eyes when he's 100 years old. Oh, who are you kidding, fat ass? Affleck stars with Lopez in the upcoming movies Jiggly and Jersey Girl. Previous winners of the magazine Sex Symbol Award include Tom Cruise, George Clooney, Brad Pitt, All right. and Pierce Brosnan. Well, one out of four ain't bad. I mean, Pierce Brosnan, he's a good looking man. But to say he's the sexiest man alive, come on. And the only uh, reason he got that is because he was doing the Jane Bond thing. Right. And it says, who is Halle Berry's favorite James Bond? Brosnan. Pierce Brosnan, of course. Berry, who co-stars with the Irish actor in Die Another Day, says, Pierce is my Bond. Really, when I started to watch Bond movies, Pierce was the man. Runner-up for the Oscar-winning uh, actress is Sean Connery, who she admires for the lightness and silliness that he brought to it. He obviously didn't take himself too seriously. Connery, by the way, is also a former se- <coughs> oh, sexiest man alive. Very evidently has her standards. And Celine Dion, Don Oh, I, don't, I can't read it.
5: <laughs> no, I, I,
3: I'm, I'm, don't forget I'm in Canada, okay? Oh, I know. We're on to that bitch here. I'm not going to read no Celine Dion. Well, maybe after the break. I just I thought she was real big there. Let me say fraud. it again. We're on to her here, okay? Anne-Marie, we like. Celine Dion, forget about it. Hey, so can you hear that drilling? No. Speaking of good reasons not to be here, I don't hear any drilling in my building. It's as quiet as like a church mouse. Peaceful, calm. We got the noise out of the way with that fire drill this morning that you heard before the show. Mm-hmm. It's, it's pleasant. Not here. You know something? I'll be honest with you. If I didn't have like obligations and re- even with the crappy weather here in a couple of months, January and February, I, I don't. I would. What would I come back there for? You know? I mean, I got friends there and obligations and responsibilities and stuff like that. But I, I don't really feel compelled as need to be to be there. You know? How about for the ambiance? Like I said. Hey, listen, if you love your home but you need more space, here's the answer for you. Do what hundreds of other people are doing. In fact, P.D. Lenny tells me that zillions of people are doing it. They're doing the smart thing, thank goodness. They're calling Strictly Additions, just like George did. Whether you're having a baby, like George did, <laughs> and need another room. Maybe you're converting a carport or patio into living space. Maybe you went into business for yourself and want to make a home office. Call the people who do it all for you. Strictly Additions. They're your one-stop shop. More space for your place, place. With an absolutely positively worry-free approach to expanding your living space. No shows that you hear about from other contractors? uh Uh-uh, not going to happen. Incomplete work? No way, Jose. No unexpected bills? No worries about the job not getting done right? And they take care of every last detail for you. They drop all your blueprints. They get the building permits, handle all the pain in the ass inspections for you. Strictly Editions has got that easy five-step approach to total, total customer satisfaction. Watch the bouncing ball here. Number one, call to schedule a free project evaluation appointment at your home, where a project estimator will determine the scope of your addition. Second, schedule a bid appointment in their convenience room, where you'll get a detailed proposal and an exact price for the work. Third, select your finishing touches, go to contract. Fourth, review the design architectural drawings. And fifth, last and not least, sit back and relax as your Dream Edition moves ahead on schedule with unbeatable quality. These are professionals who want to do you a super job. Look for the ad in the Yellow Pages. They serve all of Broward and South Palm Beach County. Call them right now and tell them that Neil and PD Lenny told you to call Strictly Additions. 954-791-8100. That's 954-791-8100.
2: 5 and local. This, this is 560. The radio's all yours now. QAM.
0: It's day <laughs> in Miami Town.
1: At 560-WQAM Riding around with your windows down Dial us up on the show right now Uh, We've got a vacancy in the hotel We'll talk about men till your penis swells About how fast they run and how good they look And pass along tips for your pokey to book Hello, sports fans. Let's talk about Ricky Williams over and over again. And Elvis Gerbach. And my voice gets higher and higher till I start sounding like Don Adams. Talking about menly men and loving it. And some side issues like where are all the rider trucks? Remember those halcyon days where there were rider truck? The smell of musty movers' blankets that blended so well with eating a sandwich? Uh, cruising along in the afternoon? Talking about ignorant sport hole goons. How jocks dingle-dangle their balls like a bell. And about how good their jockstrap smells. Ain't much talk about women except to say, He's got him a nice patch of real estate. Hey, man, dog, how you doing? Hey, King, Stiggy Poo, would you believe, like a ding-dong daddy from Tumas, uh, I have on the line my old friend the Craw. No! Uh, oh, I'm oh. uh, Sorry about that. I meant Siegfried. Stefan! Beat the Ducks for Well, if it isn't the old Frank Collar on hold trick. They're uh, not fooling anybody, Collar. I don't need that kind of aggravation. I make plenty of money. Don't even need the gig. So blow it out your ass, my friend. Because I can sit here and relax and wear my tie. It takes a real man to do a radio show and wear a tie.
3: Twelve thirty four five sixty Mad Dog coming up at one. Here's a pig report in Opelaka. Hello. Hey, Leo. Yes, sir. How you doing? Okay.
1: Yeah, I
4: got a pig report for Opelaka Police. On 20, yeah, on Twenty Seventh Avenue South down, southbound. He has a, he has a speed trap going. One hundred forty and Twenty Seventh Avenue.
2: Outstanding. He, yeah, he's
4: he's picked off four already. He's sitting in a vacant lot. Since he's coming down Twenty Seventh Avenue, you can't see him, but he's he can see everything coming southbound.
3: Well, we see him now. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Thanks a lot. No problem. See you. How do you like that? Another pig report. that Porker's listening, okay, doing his duty. Hassle all you people. How's that poll coming? If Jesus comes back, I'll uh, be coming back. What kind of vehicle would he drive? 422 votes. Kind of a marginal response. Who's Jesus? 86 of our heathen crowd said that. Who the hell is Jesus? Don't be saying hell and Jesus, okay? God damn it. Uh, he'd be driving a Cadillac for old Jews, 80. And, of course, he'd be like a 2,000-year-old Jew, so that fits right in. I wonder if it would be a Cadillac uh, Escalade. Like Queen Latifah. Maybe she let him borrow it. He'd ride a Camel 74, motorcycle 48, subcompact car to say gas 46, Humvee 40, SUV 31, and Corvette 17. Last place. That's okay. I'm still proud I voted for the Corvette. All you uh, deadbeats out there that drive like, uh, you know, Mustangs. Oh man, does that really get me? I mean, if you're like 17, 18, 19, maybe even 20, you're driving a Mustang. I'll grant you, a lot of them are fast cars. A lot of them are all souped up. Great. Some of those convertible Mustangs look pretty good, I'll be honest. But you know something? No matter how you slice it, no matter how you cut it, no matter what you do, it's still a Mustang. Follow what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. So I feel bad for it, but I understand not everybody can afford a Corvette. <laughs> it's got nothing to do with the cost. It's just the idea that these people, uh, there's just something about it. They pull up next to me at a stoplight, and they're racing the engine, and they're looking at me like, hey, what is wrong with you? Who are you kidding, okay? Who are you kidding? So you got a fast car. Or the other thing you'll do is, like, you know, you'll floor it, which I at times do, like every time. And, uh, you know, you'll be like 100 car lengths ahead of them on sunrise. Yeah. And all of a sudden, like, they're going 70 miles an hour. They come blowing right. by you like you're sta- and, Like, that proves something to me. Well, I can go 72, asshole, you know. I can go 130. I can go 150.
2: After you've already given up, they come flying.
3: Right. Well, it's not a question to give it up after I've decided I'm really interested in getting the ticket just to prove a point, you know. Well, you've already so, proven it exactly. Well not to them. In fact, yeah, you'll they're not just people in mustangs, but I'm talking about people driving like uh subcompacts. Yeah. yeah. People driving uh one of those little uh, begins with a K. What's that car? Kia. Yeah. Kia. Yeah, people driving little Kias that cost like about 50 cents. And it comes zooming up here 75 miles an hour they're going by. I see. I'll show you. <laughs> yeah, you show me a real piece of crap. Celine Dion donned a navy blue apron to serve breakfast to dozens of elementary school students at a McDonald's restaurant in Jupiter, Florida to raise money for the Ronald McDonald House charities. Dion said the Ronald McDonald House in Montreal was an incredible help to her family members who stayed there years ago. Ronald McDonald House's Provide lodging for families of hospitalized children. On a less serious note, the singer confided you know, she enjoyed that uh, the Golden Arches. Uh, what is it? Dining as a child at age 34. She still does. Dining as a child. <laughs> would you ever consider going to McDonald's as dining and dancing? Dining and dancing. That's what Joey Carr would tell you. Dining and dancing. Is he still around? No. Nope. I sure hope not. <laughs> the worst commercials in the history of mankind. Uh, Joey, Joey Carr on satellite TV. Oh, my God. Dining and dancing. And, and you think that it's a put on, but the worst part of it is because I, I I met him. He takes himself seriously. I think he was on one of those awful uh, Kendall Toyota shows that I was on years ago, or some show I was on. And I met the guy. He, he takes himself seriously. And how come his name is Joey Carr and his brother's name is Steve Cohen? Can you explain that to me? Showbiz. Oh, another pig report, but we got to run on these. Hello. Big report on line 8. Yes, sir. Am I on? He sounds like you.
6: <laughs> okay, there's a little big report. Opalaka, 135th, and it's just, he's just east of Northwest 19th Avenue. He's behind a tree, and he's on a motorcycle, so he's hard okay.
3: to see. Are you sure it's not Jesus now on that motorcycle? I'm sorry? I say thanks a lot. <laughs> I don't like the echo on that call. He didn't hear what I said. He wouldn't. Maybe he wasn't no, listening yeah. to the poll. He might take that the wrong way. Maybe it was Jesus on the motorcycle. How do we know? But more likely, it was some porker out there trying to make your life miserable. That's another service we provide free of charge on the show is The Pig Reports, and have been doing so for years and will continue to do so, even though they get all bent out of shape and uptight. Don't let me forget to read this story again. I'm glad you reminded me about young Americans get D in geography, D as in dumb, as in dumb and dumb. I can't handle it. I can't uh, stand it. It's getting
2: it. worse because every time they come out with one of these things, the numbers just keep getting higher.
3: I mean, 11% of these uh, 18- to 24-year-olds couldn't find the U.S. on a map. And only 51% could find New York State. See, one thing about the states, and I'll say this. If you took some states off the map, like individually, like the Dakotas, they're both shaped the same. I mean, how how would you know? north? But, I mean, when they're on a map, it ain't too hard to tell which one is North Dakota (laughs) and which one is South. (laughs) <laughs> in it's in kind of like North Carolina and South Carolina, even though they're shaped nothing like at all, and South Carolina's like, you know, small. But, I mean, it ain't too hard to find North and South, I don't think. I mean, I could be wrong about that, too, when you come right down to it. That Frankie bit about, you know, stick him in the desert and don't give him a map. <laughs> what, what's the name of that?
6: Uh, is it Frankie Panky? I don't
3: know. I want to make sure we
6: get the right one. i think of it.
3: No, nah, it's something about uh, Saddam Hussein. Stick him in the desert and don't give him a map. Well, we'll find it. Let's kick the crap out of you. It is? Yes. Well, we'll think about it, okay? How the hell did I get sidetracked with that? 20 till 1 at 560 WQM. Guys, you want to have some serious fun? Yes. VIPSportsbook.com is serious fun. Bet football. Bet against the heat. That ought to be easy money. Bet hockey or anything you want. Bet for the Panthers to tie. Log on to VIPsportsbook.com now and see how easy the site is to use. You don't have to be a high roller to play at the best sportsbook in the world. At VIPsportsbook.com, you can bet as little as five bucks. Even George could play, and maybe Carlos someday. Maybe someday, not maybe. soon. Seriously, have some fun. You might even win some cash. At least you'll be treated like a VIP. I bet your horse players out there are going to love this. VIPsportsbook.com pays track odds plus 10%. You'd be crazy not to bet horses there. VIP online casino is great, too, with blackjack craps. Slots with a minimum wager as low as 10 cents. We're talking about serious fun. That's what Gary Sarner says. And man, if there's a guy that knows his fun, hoo-hoo. it's easy to sign up online. Just go to vipsportsbook.com or give him a call toll-free at 1-800-VIP-BETS B-E-T-S 1-800-VIP-BETS Sign up now and get you that 15% sign-up cash bonus. So go on and have some fun with vipsportsbook.com
0: Sports Radio 560,
2: <laughs> 2 a.m. you want is bad, okay. No, the Aflac
0: casting call.
2: All right, Tom Brokaw. Tom Brokaw. Aflac. Uh, again, Tom? Aflac. Uh, one more time, Tom. Uh, I'm losing the second part. One more. Uh, Next! Mike Tyson! Mike Tyson! Yes, Mike Tyson! Mike Tyson! Stop saying what I'm saying! I'll tell you what I'm saying! Affleck! Again! Affleck! Again! Affleck! Next! Jesse Jackson! Affleck! Uh, the... D- F-luck. Uh Jesse, I'm sorry, but the duck is white. Next! Woody Allen! It's just nuts. I mean, it's a duck that talks. Stick to the script, Mr. Allen. It's crazy. It's insanity. Read the line, please. Why would a duck speak? Next! Next! The great Sean Connery, sir. Welcome, sir. Welcome.
0: Sean Connery.
2: Welcome, sir. Just read the line, please. Ah, fuck. Uh, Excuse me, sir, again? Ah, fuck. Sir, I'm sorry. That second part of the line, I don't... I'm simply saying, ah, fuck. Next! Oh, God. I guess we got Gilbert Gottfried over here. All right, give it to me, Gilbert. I uh One more time, Gilbert. I flack. Well, Gilbert, I pretty much hate you, and I uh, think you're terrible, but you're the closest thing we got. You got the job. Woo-hoo! 1246
3: at 560 WQM. This is from, uh, let's see, what's the date on this? June 19th, 2001, last year. The story about the, you just thanks to me? The sportscaster, yeah. In a move which proved once again that Don Imus, the morning host of WFAN, can't get away with just about anything, sportscaster Sid Rosenberg fired from Imus in the morning program two weeks ago because of racist remarks about tennis-playing sisters Venus and Serena Williams has been given a good old slap on the back, told he could continue giving updates on the morning show. So he didn't get fired. Last Tuesday, Rosenberg, in delivering one of his sports updates, said he couldn't watch the Williams sisters play because they looked too muscular and masculine. He went on to describe Serena Williams as an animal and said that she and her sister Venus were more likely to appear in... <laughs> in the much-celebrated TV show National Geographic, then in Playboy magazine, he claimed his remarks were not racist, just zoological. Oh, man. Good comeback. <laughs> On hearing the remarks, Imus apparently taken ab- appeared to be taken aback, and asked he had fired Rosenberg. This was just a moronic thing to say. Never mind believe, Imus observed. Up to that point, Imus' actions seemed responsible. What transpired in the days following the controversial remarks and subsequent firing Rosenberg have called into question I Imus' sincerity. Three days after the much-publicized firing of Eisenberg, Don Imus announced he had invited Rosenberg to come in on his show to explain himself with the possibility of a return of the show. In trying to explain this blatant attempt to surreptitiously ease Rosenberg back on the program, Imus's Trump was, Look, someone gave me about 50 chances. His opening gambit was, It's one thing to say something racist, another to actually feel that way. Then he welcomed back the comfort with the words, I would like to have you back on the program. The only thing missing from the skit were the usual hugs and tears. I don't see i doing too many hugs and tears, you know? Dead man can't do too many hugs and tears. Well, how do you like that? There you so go. So anything that happens on this show pales into insignificance. I mean, the National Zoological Society? <laughs> Good golly, Miss Molly. That would be like calling, uh, what's his name, the Grape Ape. What's his don't name? Don't say it. This is a very sad fax from Jeff. Do you read this? Yes says, I just want to take the time to tell you how much I appreciate your program. I'm 27, started listening to around 1988 when I was in middle school. At about the same time, I got a pet that I grew to love very much. She was always a sickly animal, but somehow managed to pull through all the scrapes she got into. Well, she finally died last night after giving me 14 years of happiness. Sorry, Jeff. Believe me, I know what it's like. Had to put uh, my golden retriever to sleep last December. Very sad, but, you know, it just... that comes the time, you know what I'm saying? In your mind, you know that time is going to come, and it just it uh, happens. I'm glad you and George are still around because it's a tremendous help to listen to a voice of reason at this time in my life. Whether I agree with you or not, you always come to your conclusions rationally and stick to your guns, so to speak, when the idiots, mung suckers, and bad hairpiece wearers come after you. You're the best of the best. Yes, I am, Jeff. I recently moved from Fort Lauderdale to Colorado and got a job where I can listen to you on the Internet. I'm, it has made the transition that much easier. Wish you happiness and health. You, too, George. Take care and enjoy tomorrow. And you, too, Jeff. Be well. That was very nice, huh? I mean, a sad note in there, but I'm, I'm assuming a dog, or it could have been a cat. I don't know, but 14 years is is long. I keep uh, looking at a Tiny and thinking that. He just uh, turned 14, huh? I keep saying, you know, 14's pretty old, Tiny. He just laughs. He just laughs and bumps into the furniture because he's got that one bad cataract. It's going to cost me a grand to get a cataract operation mm-hmm. next month. Yeah, and I'm going to do it like a schmuck. I'm going to do it. Hey Tiny, what's that on the floor over there, sweetheart? They eating Tootsie Rolls again? Five six seven O oh, five sixty, pound five sixty on the AT and T and Verizon Wireless Line. It's the truth, though man. Dogs are your best friends. It's not just a saying, it's the truth. People uh eh. I mean there's some people who are good friends, but boy, they're few and far between during the course of your lifetime. How many people have you known in your life who you could really say, here's somebody I could always depend on? Yeah. You know? I don't think so. Nine?
2: Yeah.
3: I wouldn't say that. Not all in one place. Not all in one time. Oh, I see. Over the course of your lifetime. Sure. Yeah. About? Nah. I've been around a lot longer than you have. I'd say maybe three or four. I'm ta- I'm carrying it to a greater degree than I think you are. I'm talking about somebody that really like, uh, you know, you could bet your life on them. Like they'd give you a kidney? Yeah, something like that. Or a kidney bean. Right, maybe five. Here's Miami. Hello.
1: I'm you're talking about animals, Neil, because I was just, I uh, want to bring to your attention about people who are towing cattle and horses with cars that really shouldn't be towing those kind of trailers. I see people on 95 towing a horse, two horses with a station wagon, a Ford uh, station wagon. You can't be doing that. You got to know your towing capacity. Yeah. People really don't know that towing capacity and something you really should know when you purchase a vehicle.
3: <laughs> okay, well, I'll keep that in mind, okay? Do you know your towing capacity? No, but I'm going to well, run right out and find out well, now. Well, there you go. I There's a little I'm assignment safe. for us. <laughs> I it's love that. Big something? This show SUV, today, I think, was, I think we made a comeback today. <laughs> oh. I think, oh, this was fantastic. That's better than that anesthesia guy out of nowhere. No, this guy, we, it was sensational. That's one of my favorite calls all year. And don't forget, we draw the line at nine, nine. and I think that kind of helped us turn the corner today. Forget about that stodgy old man. I just, I can't deal with the, life is too short to share other people's misery. I'm having me a wonderful time. I enjoyed here. I'm going to go out and have me a real nice lunch right now. Right now, as a matter of fact. We're in about nine minutes. How many? Nine. <laughs> Boy, that sure came in hand. That thing is like five years old. You know what? Boy, that thing goes right. back to our days downstairs on the second floor sure. at QAM. Those grotesque days. And that was cut in the old building. Was it really? Yeah, well, we were the only ones down there, remember? And we he still can't over. say it, by the way. Poor Robert. He, he had, had a cold it, that day. Stay a little bit on his good side, because every now and then he like, you know. I know. He's back and forth. He flip-flops, depending on what mood he's in on a given day, depending on how many right-wingers of just one election. 442 votes. What would Jesus drive? WWJD. That's the big story the last 24 hours. What would Jesus drive? Which is so pathetic. Only in America can we read drivel like this. If Jesus came back to earth, what sort of vehicle would he drive? Who is Jesus? 89 of you heathen bastards said that. Nice going. Cadillac for old Jews, 84. Oi! He'd ride a camel, 75. A Motor thickle, 51. Subcamp park, uh, <laughs> what is it? Subcompact car to save gas, 43. 48. Humvee, 42. SUV, 34. And Corvette, only 19. Maybe Jesus couldn't afford a Corvette, you know? He was a modest man, humble, didn't have a lot of wealth. Like I said, he'd probably drive a Mustang. Twelve fifty two at five sixty, WQM